hey there, what are your plans for this upcoming year? What are, what are you thinking about for this year? I know there's been a lot of talk about slowing down. And so I created this episode to help you understand some, some, the benefit of slowing down with intention and really setting ourselves up for success. So I hope you love this episode. Keep watching. Welcome to Revive and Thriveology. I help women transform their lives by harmonizing their living space through holistic home practices. I'm your host, Lisa Morton. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Revive and Thriveology. So here's the thing. I keep hearing people talking about moving into this new year and things they want for their year and things they want to change about their lifestyle. And there's definitely a common theme. It's all about slowing down. Everybody's, I'm doing too much. My, my kids are so busy and, and I'm so overwhelmed and I'm constantly working on my house and constantly doing this in my business. I'm just constantly treading water and they're overwhelmed. And I get it. I've been having those feelings myself. So I thought, let's do a podcast episode about this because I'm a big believer. You can't just go from going 100 miles an hour to slamming on the brakes and quieting down and calming down and slowing down. It doesn't work like that. You have to ease yourself in yourself and your nervous system into this softer, more gentle mode. Now, you don't have to just slow down and not do anything in your day. That's not the point. The point is to find these moments of peace and calm so that it brings a nice balance, right? I know so many people really, I mean, it's become a trend to pride yourself on how busy you are. You know, how, how you know, or do you have a million things on your calendar? And it's like, I just have so many things to do. And I get it. Sometimes that makes you feel really accomplished to have done 20 things in your calendar today. I get it. But this is not the way you can go forward. So... While you may be a go-getter, an active person, you may like to check a a lot of things off your list, like me, we need to find that downtime. So I am totally with you 100%. I've always been that person that I want to go everywhere. I want to do everything. I want to experiment with everything. I want to try everything. I want to do it all. But we just can't do it all at one time. We need to slow down. We have a family cottage up in Canada on this lake. It's my husband's family. And I remember the first time I went there. So first time I went there was like 20 years ago. And the road system has very much developed and gotten better. But let me tell you, it is so incredibly remote. The first time I went there, we got off the main highway and had an hour drive on a gravel road to get to this cottage. And then we have to take park the car, load the fishing boat, and then take the fishing boat to an island. So it's on an island on a super remote lake. And let me tell you, it is so beautiful. It's peaceful. You hear the loons. You get up in the morning and the water is glass. You see maybe one fishing boat all day. It's quiet. There aren't many people on the lake. It is the most beautiful place in the world. I just feel like it's so... It's untouched nature. The sky is clear. The water is fresh. It smells so great. But I would typically go there and have a hard time because I'm so used to this fast pace. It would be three days in of our five-day vacation before I actually felt like I could enjoy myself. I'd be sitting there tapping my toe, 
or thinking or writing notes or doing all these things while I'm trying to sit there and fish or <laughs> or just sit on the deck and read a book. It was really hard. You it's you really need to set yourself up to begin to slow down. And you know, I've always been this I want to do everything. I want to try it all kind of person, right? And I my husband's the same way. So it's it's really hard for us to to find that slow time. I mean, there was even when we were in our late 20s, we'd just been out of school, you know, a few years, we're working, we both had our full-time jobs. I was back in night school one night a week. He was in night school two nights a week. And then we had a business on the side. We actually had a boat dealership. We had a husband and wife that ran it during the weeks. And then on the weeknights when we were free and the weekend, we were at events, we were working out there. I mean, it's, it's so easy for it to just life to take over and because you want to do all these things. So here's my thing. Number one, be selective in those things you're putting your time and efforts into. It might be all fun, but is it going to be worth it 10, 20, 30 years down the road? I also want you to think about that analogy of slamming on the brakes. You can't slam on the brakes when you're going 100 miles an hour and expect to go zero. Your body's not going to feel good. Your car's not going to feel good. And those groceries in the back seat, it's not good. Your eggs are going to be toast. <laughs> so you have to find ways to start slowing yourself down. And this is what I've learned over the years. While I like to go, I have to have those ways to slow myself down and to ease into it. You have to prepare yourself, just like all my clients, whenever we work together, like let's set up your space for success. So here's a few tips that I think will help you ease yourself into a slower pace, into just that energy of slowing down, even if it's for 20 minutes. Color. Color is so powerful. When we think about the energy of colors, they can lean yin or yang in the feng shui world. So yin is something that's very quiet, still, small, gentle, the energy of, I say, a spa. Something that is really yang is loud, active, Chuck E. Cheese, a casino, (laughs) right? It's a very different. So if your surroundings are definitely more yang, We want to create more of a yin energy, some soft blues and greens, maybe some cool tones to slow down. I'm also a big believer in bringing a certain color around your body. So if I need to slow down, I might wear something of a soft blue or green or even something really earthy, something brown chocolate, okay, to help slow down my body. Use color to your benefit. Don't just throw on something thinking, I'm just wearing this. It's affecting your body. Your surroundings are affecting your body. So check out your office. Is there a red wall? I mean, you might not be able to paint, but maybe there's some things we could do to to slow down that energy a little bit, okay? Let's get into sound. Sound is also very important. I live out on 15 acres and you don't hear anything. Once in a while, you'll hear a train far off in the distance. And I would say that we need that because it snaps you back into reality. But there have been many years we've lived in more urban areas and cities and noise can affect you. You don't even realize how it's affecting your body until you might step away. 
car horns, sirens, planes flying overhead. You know, that that definitely bothers your body, even if you don't realize it. So try to add some white noise, some soft music. Maybe, maybe you're not ready for classical, relaxing, meditative music. Maybe go somewhere in the middle from, you know, your what your your exciting you know, pop Taylor Swift fun music. And maybe you want to bring it down a little bit and listen to some jazz or some blues. And then once you feel better, maybe bring it down to a slow, beautiful, meditative sound or even some white noise. So bring the volume down. Bring the sounds down. You can even invest in some nice earplugs or some sound dampening or noise reducing headphones for a bit to help your body reset, right? Sometimes we, what I'm getting to is here, we have to help our body. We have to help our body get comfortable with slowing down. All right, next is clutter. I really want you to address your clutter if you're having a hard time slowing down because clutter brings feelings of anxiety, depression, stress, all these feelings, but really a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. What can you clear out of your space? Maybe start with the first, take five minutes, set the timer and start with the first thing you see, maybe on the countertop. Maybe there's a drawer that really bothers you. We have a junk drawer and I organize it and I swear every month it is a mess again. So I just, once a week now, I'm just sorting it out because it drives me crazy and it just really irritates me. So <laughs> maybe there's that space for you that you can address and it will help bring your energy better and into a better alignment. Okay. Um, next is I definitely, from my own experience, recommend starting a yoga or meditation experience. Now, I'm not saying I think you should start meditating for an hour tomorrow. I'm not saying you should do yin yoga every day this week. Maybe start with a single yoga class. If you've never been to yoga, go to a beginner class. Give it a try. Try it once a week for the next six weeks. See how you feel. If you're a really active, high-energy person, then I love to recommend a hot yoga class. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, the hot yoga. It's really good to really rinse out your body, to reset. You'll leave just feeling depleted and sweaty and gross and smelly, but it feels so good afterwards and it really helps reset your body. If I'm really stressed out, the hot yoga, that's what I, I need. Give it a try. I'm also a big fan of meditation. Have you ever tried meditation? There's so many apps. There's so many great ways. There's guided meditations. There's just you can meditate on your own. But here's the thing. You can't jump in and say, I'm going to meditate every day this week. Start with a system. Put it in your calendar. Schedule this time. And it might just be, I'm going to meditate for one minute today. Maybe I'm going to sit in my car before I walk into work. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths, a sip of water, and sit and meditate for one minute. And then maybe you want to put in your calendar and do it twice a week to start out. Maybe tomorrow, try for two minutes. Or the next day, try for two minutes. And so on. Maybe add a minute and 
give yourself some grace because you're not always going to have a successful meditation experience. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting there thinking of my grocery list and the laundry that's piled up and things I have to do and I have to call so-and-so and I have to confirm this delivery and it's a lot. Here's a great book that I recommend everybody read if you're starting meditation for the first time. It's Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics by Dan Harris. So Dan is he's a great book. Read it. I love it. I've shared it with so many people. Dan actually was a news anchor on, he might still be on one, or he's not, he might be in more supporting role now, but he was on one of the major news networks. And you can YouTube it and you can find it. He had a panic attack on the air. He knew he had to have a lifestyle change. And so he started this, I think he meditates like two hours a day, maybe more. Crazy. That's what, I, what I'm saying. If you want to go for it. But that's, that's I, I don't have enough time in my day for that. <laughs> but his book is excellent. His book will help you through those difficult days. When you're like, I just, I just don't have it. Give yourself some grace and be like, that's okay. You start over tomorrow. Like when I'm teach, I teach yoga on the side, and when I'm teaching yoga, I, you know, I tell people when you, when your mind starts wandering, you know, when you 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 lose your breath and your mind starts wandering, thinking about what time you have to go pick up your kids, that's okay, because that's this beautiful experience for you to recommit to your practice, for you to recommit to your breath, to you, for you to recommit to being present. So it's not a bad thing. Don't look at yourself. Don't get angry at yourself because you can't meditate. Know that it's just like a muscle. If you're doing bicep curls, it's going to take a while for that muscle to build up. The same with meditation. Okay. And here's my last tip. And this one was re- is really big for me once I learned about it. For me personally, I have to move every day. I have to end my day feeling physically depleted for me to to have that slow down and to get good sleep that night. Is this you? You might not be this way and you might just need a walk in fresh air. I need a hot yoga. I need a sweaty session. I need to really work out most days of the week. And then that helps me find that downtime. So I've gone through a lot of these different experiences of up and down, busy, not busy. (laughs) And that's the thing. You have to find this peaceful connection to stair-stepping down if you're that 100%, 100-mile-an-hour person. You can't just put on the brakes. So... I hope this gives you some advice for slowing down. I hope you commit to slowing down if this is truly in your wishes. Because the more you slow down, the more you'll notice those beautiful moments in life. And you don't want to miss those with your kids, with your family, just being out in nature. Please let me know if these work for you and how else you might be working on slowing down this year. I just wish you the most amazing year and I will talk soon. Take care.
I'd like to thank our production company, Caraggio Media, the WELT 95.7 Studios, and our sponsor, Good G. For more information, follow the link in the show notes. Be sure to hit like, hit the subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, find us on Facebook, and be sure to let me know what topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.